This is the Views from the Shop podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Friday, June 30th, 2023, I wish you the happiest of International Asteroid Days. You know, a couple days ago, I was at the gym, okay? This isn't a flex for me saying that I was at the gym, although maybe it is a light flex and, and you're more impressed by me because of this. Regardless, I was at the gym. It's a part of my story. Just let me tell it, okay? I'm at the gym, and here's what happens. You know how sometimes you'll you'll see something or you'll you'll think something, hear something, whatever, that just reminds you of a dream that you had the night before. I don't know if that happens to you. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just built different, and if so, that's fine. But I'm at the gym. I'm getting my lift in, and... All of a sudden, something causes a dream that I had the night before to come to mind. And that dream was that I was recording my final episode of the offseason before Ohio State started its regular season. Now, that's obviously not true because it's June and we've got to wait until November for that. But as in 1982, the great philosopher Annie... As she said, she said tomorrow's only a day away. So, we are still several weeks, a couple months away from the regular season, but tomorrow, just a day away, we are getting closer and closer every day, so we can be excited about that and rejoice. On today's show, it's going to be a little bit of a, I'm not going to say odd, maybe unique is the word. Less so talking about Ohio State basketball news because there hasn't been as much of that as of recent. And more so giving my takes and opinions on certain things like grading newcomer jersey numbers. There's what, seven of them? A couple freshmen, a couple transfers coming in. Some players have uh, the roster is official on the website in terms of their jersey numbers. I'm going to talk about that and I'll be opinionated and you'll like it. You'll sit there and you'll take it. After that, a natural segue. How about expectations for these newcomers? I've spoken about it a little bit, but I'll give some more detail to that here as well. Some news coming out that Ohio State will have an exhibition against Dayton before the season begins in October. And then finally, I will end the show. You're going to want to stick around with some news specifically related to the views from the shot podcast and what you can expect in the future. We've got some news, some updates there And it's exciting, it's all good things, but that'll be at the end of the show. So, shall we get into it? Let's grade these newcomer jerseys. If you haven't seen it already, all players on the Ohio State roster, their numbers are now official, or so we should assume. Scotty Middleton, Taysen Chapman, Dale Bonner, Jameson Battle, Evan Mahaffey, Devin Royal, Austin Parks, all of them have their numbers. Let's discuss. Shall we pull up a chair? I want you to kind of to to have that indent in your brow, lean forward, and really listen to the take that I have here. I'm going to give a grade to every single player on the selection of their jersey number, starting with the only way I think it makes sense for me. I'm a very sequential, logical-minded person in the way that I think, so we're going to go from lowest number to the highest number, and that means we start with Scotty Middleton who is going to own number zero this year. Now, I went back 
I went into the history books, and I'll give you this lesson for every player who wore this number last. And you would be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't be. I'm surprised that a lot of the numbers being worn this year were worn last year by Ohio State players. Scotty Middleton wearing number zero. Tanner Holden has taken a hop, skip, and a jump down to the Dayton area again to play for Wright State. So number zero is open, and Scotty Middleton said, I want that. Give it to me. And Ohio State said, sure, please have this. So Scotty Middleton will be number zero for Ohio State. He's a, a, a three, I think, just not really stretching to a two, not really stretching to a four. He's just a straight-up three. I don't think he has the size to play four. I think he's listed at six seven one ninety, so he's going to be undersized there. And in terms of his frame, his length, he's probably playing the three most of the time. Scotty Middleton as well, number zero. He's he's tall. He's lengthy. If I were to pick a number that I really feel like fits anyone on the team, as a guy like Scotty Middleton, I'm probably picking one or 11. Why? Because they're long numbers. They're skinny. Not saying Scotty Middleton's skinny. He's just a little bit more lean than most players on the team, we shall say. Which is different because we know that last year Ohio State had carrying three, four players on the NCAA All-Thick Boys team, if we recall. So... If I were to pick a number for Scotty Middleton, I think 1 or 11 is cool. It would make sense for him, especially number 1. Mm, that would be nice. But he's going with number 0. Obviously, number 1 already taken by Roddy Gale. But if I'm going to grade this, giving Scotty Middleton a grade on his jersey selection of choice 0, well, 1 is already taken and 11 is open. So I could see him being 11. But, hey, he's a big-time recruit, top 50-ish in the nation. So... He's probably going to want more flashy numbers. Zero, that works for me. I'm going to give it an A. Scotty, congrats. I grade you an A. You've gotten your first A in college. Let's move on to Taysom Chapman, who's going to be wearing number three this year. Who wore number three last year? Eugene Brown the third, of course. So Taysom Chapman, another big-time recruit. And I'm not going to lie, I really, really like this number. You look at Taysom Chapman, the type of player he is. He's a combo guard. He can shoot. He's saucy with the ball. He can drain threes. He is number three. This number fits for him. I don't see Taysom Chapman as a guy wearing double digits. I just don't see it. So number three for Taysom Chapman, I think it's cool. I think it's nice. I think it fits him as a player. I think if Devin Royal were to to don number three or Austin Parks were to take number three, I'd say, mm, I don't like that at all. But Taysom Chapman with the three, I'm going to go back-to-back A's here. Taysom Chapman, great job. Can't give it an A+. Plus. I got to be blown away to give away an A plus here on the Views from the Shop podcast. I'll give you an A. Dale Bonner, he's going to be wearing number three this year, coming by way of Baylor and also Fairmont State. Sean McNeil, of course, wore number four last season. Bonner wearing four after wearing three at Baylor. He was four at Fairmont State. This one, I think I like it. Here's the thing. Whenever you're a guard, you have to be either numbers zero through five or like 10 and 11 that's just how it feels if you're gonna be a point guard it just I, I I'm sorry Jamar Butler wearing 14 that's fine you can do that Jamar but if you're gonna be a point guard I feel like you've got to be zero through five or 
10, 11, maybe 12. That's just how I see it. So Dale Bonner getting four is cool. He wear it at Fairmont State. I really like that as well. He doesn't seem like the type of player to wear number two. If you're going to wear two, you're going to be super, super flashy. Dale Bonner is going to be a guy who's going to come in, give quality minutes to Ohio State. Four, it works. Another A. Is it getting boring that all I'm doing is giving out A's? Well, I- I'm sorry. But it's not going to be the way that way the whole way. It's just been that way for the first three. So give me a chance. By the way, this also is, is completely based on my opinions. And you can guess you you can tweet at me what number would I wear if I played at Ohio State and then you have to go down the rabbit hole of well are we assuming that I am the size that I am with the skill set that I have and the only the only way I'd be able to play basketball at a division one level is if my my father or grandfather were a hall of fame coach a la Michigan State sorry for more Steven Enzo slander that has to stop but what number would I choose if I were a big man, if I were a point guard facilitating, if I were a, a stretch forward? That's all going to change. So it's all opinionated here. None of this is is a science except for that it is. Jameson Battle, number 10. He's keeping the number 10 he wore at Minnesota. The last player to wear number 10, you might recall, Bryce Sensenball, of course, who is now going to be playing with the Utah Jazz in the NBA this season first round pick congrats to Bryce Sensenball Jameson Battle number 10 I'm good with it Jameson Battle kind of feels like the type of guy I get he's carrying over a 10 he feels like a guy who would be like a 23 obviously that's taken by Zed Key I personally I'm a fan of the numbers in the 30s Jameson Battle with a clean 30 33 I'd be okay with that 10 he's bringing it over from minnesota that's fine he's got quite the smolder by the way on his official headshot on the team website 10 is cool i just he feels like the type of guy who maybe would flirt with a number in the 20s or a number in the 30s i'm gonna give jameson a b plus i'm gonna assume that he could not care less about that grade though evan mahaffey he's wearing 12 i'm not gonna lie evan mahaffey it's like i feel like we're copying and pasting the the player type and the the build and the overall appearance of Isaac Likely from last season. Likely wore number 13. Mahaffey wearing 12. I feel like they're going to be similar players. They both love to drive. Not necessarily allergic to shooting threes, but maybe at times should not necessarily be allergic, but mm, adverse to it. Feel like similar players. So I feel like it would have been a perfect transition for Mahaffey to take 13, right from Likely. It's a perfect transition there. He goes one number below. It still fits perfectly for the type of player that he is. I'm going to go A- minus here for Mahaffey. All right? Good job. Everyone's getting good grades here in Columbus. Devin Royal, have you caught the number that he is allegedly wearing? for Ohio State this upcoming season. Right now, he's got number 21. Who's the last player to wear 21 in Ohio State men's basketball uniform? You think, you think, and you say, no, it couldn't be. How is it 21? Well, it was Evan Turner. Evan Turner was the last player to wear 21 for Ohio State. So I would assume that he, Devin Royal got Evan Turner's blessing. It's all good, cool, whatever. 
Royal's going to wear 21. This one, he wore 21 in high school, so that's fine. Mm, it just still feels a little bit off. 25 would be cool. That's foreshadowing. Can't take 25. Um, I I don't know. I just 21 as a as a four who who can shoot shoot the ball a little bit. Not really your your traditional four. A little bit more of a stretch floor. Would like to see him develop the handles and all those types of things. But I when I saw this one, it, I was just a, a little little bit of a head scratcher. Plus you're taking Evan Turner's number. So Devin, a lot of pressure wearing 21, as I'm sure he knows. Best of luck, of course. Hopefully he shows out and is even better than Evan Turner. No offense to Evan Turner, ET. But 21, that's a lot of pressure. And I it just ah, it just makes me wonder, you know, how he's going to look in that as the season goes on. He'll fit right in. He'll be fine. But I give this one a B. Sorry. Austin Parks, 25. Why can't Devin Royal wear 25? Well, because Austin Parks took it. Last player to wear 25. By the way, I think I forgot to mention this. The last player to wear number 12 for Evan Mahaffey. A.J. Harris, former Ohio State legend, only Buckeye Sickos know of him. And right before him, it was Sam Thompson, also known as Slam. Austin Parks, 25. Last player to wear 25 was Kyle Young, of course. Boy, does this number fit like a glove for Austin Parks wearing 25. Especially with the fact that Kyle Young and him, again, appearances matter. Kind of looks similar. Fair skin, darker hair, whatever. Hopefully, Austin Parks is... Just as much of a grinder as Kyle Young was for Ohio State. It's cool. It works. Again, I'm a fan of numbers in the 30s. If you're going to be playing under the hoop, I just like it. Numbers in the 40s, and, and, and if you're going to be wearing the 50s, you better be 7'4", Zach Eady type. But I'm good with it. I'm going to give him an A. I think it fits perfectly. Good job, Austin Parks, on your number selection. Just continue to play like Kyle Young did with that tenacity, and we'll all be pleased. So that's my take on players' numbers. Hopefully you love it. If you hate it, you should let me know. By the way, let me know, what number would I be if I played college basketball? I also got a question, by the way, on this. Bronny James is wearing six at USC. I, I don't know why we're still talking about Bronny. Well, I do, but I don't at the same time. Why are, why are no Ohio State players... Wearing any numbers like that? Well, I, I don't know. The the NCAA rule has now changed. You can wear number 0 to 99, just like in the NBA. You can wear 68, should you choose. You can wear 75 or 86. I'm just trying to think of the most disgusting numbers out there to put on a basketball jersey. But you can wear whatever, whatever you want. Bronny James wearing 6, that's cool. I don't know why no players at Ohio State took advantage of the rule to have a digit higher than 5. That's hard-hitting news, folks. That's why you're here. All right, let's talk about expectations for these newcomers as well. I'm going to go just right down the list again from number lowest to highest, which means Scotty Middleton. And Scotty Middleton is going to be a player who is potentially the most intriguing, where there's the most question marks about what is his playing time going to look like this year. Obviously, Bryce Sensiball is gone. Eugene Brown is gone. Tanner Holden is gone. Sean McNeil, gone. There's been a lot of turnover there in the the two, in the three range where you think Scotty Middleton can potentially pick up some minutes. Obviously, he's a little bit more thin, but if you can sit down and defend, which I think Scotty Middleton will be able to do probably quicker than any of the other freshmen at Ohio State, you're going to have a chance to play. 
There's also going to be room for playing time. Jamison Battle, he's going to play the four. Evan Mahaffey is going to battle for the three. But Scotty Middleton is going to he's going to have a really, really good shot at starting at small forward for Ohio State when this season begins. So my expectation for him, I, I'm hoping that he's starting by the end of the season. Maybe he's not he's not ready. Take some time to develop. Maybe Chris Holtman and staff needs to see some things from him. He's going to be a fun player to watch. I would expect Scotty Middleton by the end of the year. He's playing at least 20 minutes a game, and he's he's making an impact. He's defending, he's rebounding, but he's shooting the ball well. He's scoring on all three levels. That's the type of player that he is and that you would expect. Tayson Chapman. Chapman is going to step in in day one. He's going to get minutes. There's a reason why Tayson Chapman is here at Ohio State, and Bronny James is not. Ohio State wanted one combo guard. Ohio State did have George Washington, who's now going to be playing at Michigan. They said, actually, we'd kind of rather have Taysen. So when Washington decommitted, everyone was like, oh no, what, what are we doing here? Chris Holtman doesn't know how to recruit. We can't retain players. Yada, yada, yada. No, Ohio State just wanted Taysen Chapman more. There was a better fit there. So that's what ended up happening. This is a guy selected by Ohio State to come in and get minutes. So... Whether he's backing up Bruce Thornton, whether he's backing up Roddy Gale, a little bit of both, I'm sure that's what it'll be. But day one, he's going to get playing time, and he's going to step on that court with 12 minutes left in the first half. It's not going to be a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there sprinkled in like some other players on this list. He's going to get plenty of playing time. So the expectation, if, if they're the highest for anyone out of these freshmen, I think it's safest for those expectations to be for Jason Chapman because the playing time is going to be there. He was handpicked by Ohio State. The depth at guard is is not all that deep right now. There's been a lot of turnover. So he's going to get the chance to get a lot of playing time, and I'm very excited to see what he does. How about Dale Bonner? He's going to be backing up Bruce Thornton at point guard for sure. That's going to be his spot. Obviously, it's another upperclassman transfer coming in kind of like Sean McNeil who both of them now wearing four for Ohio State this is going to be a guy who you hope can dish out a couple assists every game facilitate and when you observed Ohio State's offense in last year throughout most of the season Ohio State constantly looking for a rotation that would be consistent offensively Dale Bonner is going to have to be the guy for Ohio State that when Bruce Thornton steps off the floor, Bonner can step up and still facilitate the offense, run the offense, find the open man, and be successful in quarterbacking Ohio State's offense when Bruce Thornton is not on the floor. I think he's going to be more of a facilitator too than Thornton was at least in his freshman year. Jameson Battle, expectations are higher for him than for anyone on this list. He's a plug-and-play guy. Ohio State desperately needed someone who could play the four, and he's going to be able to stretch the floor as well. Ohio State had a huge need for a four, a starting four, during this offseason, and in my opinion, a huge need for a stretch forward as well. Battle fills both of those roles. He's going to step in and get plenty, plenty of playing time. This is his fifth year in college. He's played in the Big Ten already. This competition he's going to be going up against 
people will say, well, everyone is going to know the book on Jamison Battle. They'll, they'll, they'll know the scouting report, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they'll know that for everyone. Just because he played at Minnesota in the Big Ten doesn't mean that he's going to be known really all that much more than any other transfer that could have come in for Ohio State and, and gotten big-time minutes at the four. So that's what I think of that argument. Anyways, Battle has an opportunity to start, to play, to star, to be an all-Big Ten player. This is going to be a, a huge role for Jamison Battle. He's going to have to shoulder the load because you've got a lot of freshmen still. It's a very young team. Ohio State is with freshmen and sophomores doing most of the contributing battle has been here before he's been in the big 10 he's gonna have the opportunity as long as he can shoot the ball from deep a little bit better or maybe that's just not an area of focus for him he's gonna need to play some big time minutes especially with Zed Key potentially not ready to start the year battle at the four Akpara at the five a lot of opportunity for Jamison battle I I've loved this move Ever since it happened, ever since there's rumblings that it could happen, it's a perfect fit for Ohio State with Jamison Battle, and he's going to have the opportunity to do some big things. Evan Mahaffey, this is a guy who he's going to compete with Scotty Middleton for that starting three position, and I think that even if he's not starting, which I would assume, I would project Scotty Middleton to be the starting three-man for Ohio State, Mahaffey's still going to get playing time coming off the bench spelling for Middleton he's going to sit down and play D he's a very very good defender he's very very good when it comes to driving and scoring off of the drive not much of a shooter but again Isaac Likely from last season very very similar player this season with Evan Mahaffey are the expectations going to be all that high no not really you're not asking him to score probably even five points a game it'll be a couple points a game across the whole season that's fine. You'll take that. So the expectation for him is just be a solid role player. Enjoy that role. And I don't know if you start a couple of games. Awesome. Do great in those games, but be a solid role player. Help make this team deeper and deeper and deeper. Devin Royal playing time for him. It's tough because you've got Jamison battle. You've got Zed key. You've got Felix Akpara. So where does Devin Royal fit in when you've also got Austin Parks? Royal, it's been talked about that he can potentially play a little bit of the three, but right now it seems like he's kind of locked up behind a lot of guys. He's Mr. Basketball in Ohio. Great player. He's won state championships, all those types of things. And he's performed well in camps too. The size issue is going to be one thing. Not that he's salt. He's small. He's certainly not small. He's 6'6", 210. But to play the four at 6'6", that will be undersized. So does he play the three? Does he increase his ability to to handle the ball and and to move around the floor? I don't know. But right now, it's hard to see where he fits into the lineup consistently. But he's wearing number 21. So maybe they've got plans for him. You don't give 21 to a walk-on. You give 21 to a player who you think will be elite. So it'll be interesting to see with Devin Royal. I think... The, the long-term expectations are going to be super high for him. Heading into year one, temper them. Austin Parks, 25, taking over the number for Kyle Young. It just fits. I love it. And it's when you talk about his expectations, again, it's very similar. You've got Zed Key, Felix Akpara, Devin Royal, 
Jameson Battle, probably not. Scotty Middleton, but maybe. Probably not. Evan Mahaffey, but maybe. Playing at the four. You've got a lot of depth there. So this will most likely be a big-time developmental year for Austin Parks. He's got good size. He's 6'10". He's 250. He's going to be the biggest player on Ohio State's roster this year. Felix Akpara has an inch on him, according to the team website, but Parks has 25 pounds on him. So the size is certainly there. The skill, you hope, is there as well. He's not coming from big-time high school. He's, he's coming from rural Ohio high school. So there will be an adjustment there, but... He's a player I'm excited to watch just simply because of his size, and I, I think that he can be solid. First-year expectations, not going to be that high, but still want to watch him play and see what he can do. There's not a single player on this list of seven newcomers where you look at them and you're like, eh, they'll be fine, but I, I don't really want to watch him play. I want to watch every single one of these guys plays, and that is exciting. So those are expectations for the Ohio State newcomers. In case you missed it yesterday, if you're listening on Friday, Yesterday, Ohio State and Dayton announced that they would be playing in an ex- exhibition game on October 22nd. Now, there's two parts to this news. If you haven't seen it or heard about it already, the first part is, yeah, it's, it's an ex- exhibition game. I've got something here saying November. I believe the press rece- release that I received yesterday said October 22nd. I could be wrong. Anyways, these two teams are going to play in an exhibition. That's cool. It's cool because it's two Ohio Ohio schools. It's an out-of-conference game. It gives you the feel of being a real game and and going up against big-time competition. So you love all that. But the bigger news here, and this is something that's really real and something that we never talk about on an Ohio State basketball podcast, but this game is going along with a multi-day event in the Dayton area focused on mental health um, and especially adolescent mental health. All proceeds from the game will go to the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Ohio. That's really what this game is for, and there's some pretty deep ties as well. Dayton's head coach, Anthony Grant, he lost his daughter last year after battling mental illness as well so very very deep ties this is going to be it's an expedition exhibition i don't know why i keep mis mispronouncing that name exhibition but a lot bigger cause here which is really really cool to see and again not something we talk about part of the reason i started this podcast obviously there's there's been a need for it we've seen that everyone has seemed to enjoy it that's great but There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now that's not all that fun, that's not good. And if we can use this podcast as a way for 30, 35 minutes just to think about Ohio State basketball and enjoy that, then let's do it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it's true. Mental illness is a, of all the issues right now that we're dealing with in our world, I think mental illness is the top issue that we should be focusing on. We should be focusing on people being mentally healthy, physically healthy, spiritually healthy, all of those different types of things. So this is a great event. I'm really, really happy to see Ohio State is involved. It's just something that makes you feel good, and I'm sure so much good is going to come out of it. So that's really cool. The game itself, it'll be fun. Don't have a time yet announced for it. UD season ticket holders are going to get first stab at the at, at grabbing tickets. 
But overall, Dayton, by the way, they've got a really solid center, Jerron Holmes. Felix Akpara against Holmes is going to be an incredible matchup to watch. So that's something to watch for, for sure. It's going to be at UD. They've got a, a fantastic arena, fantastic atmosphere, all those types of things. So it'll be a good time and for a great cause. Just super happy, proud of Ohio State and Dayton for putting that together. Okay, last thing before we say our goodbyes for the day. I mentioned it at the start of the show. We've got some news on the Views from the Shop podcast internally. So I've had a couple unpaid interns that I've fired, of course. As you well know, the the tweet yesterday was supposed to go out at 1 Eastern. That's when the news was being dropped. And my unpaid intern didn't tweet it until 103. So they've been fired. I've gone through several unpaid interns. And I'll keep going through them. I'll churn through at this point. I hope we know that's sarcasm. I don't have unpaid interns. Maybe one day, though. I'll pay them. Anyways. we Our goal with this podcast has been to talk Ohio State basketball, and give Ohio State basketball the coverage that it deserves. We know Ohio State is a football school, but we also know that there's really no other consistent basketball podcast out there. Obviously, you've got the Buckeye Heads with Connor Lamont's friend of the show. They're great, but there's not a lot of coverage out there. So that's been the goal for this podcast to be known as the Ohio State basketball podcast. And well, We're taking a step in the right direction. As of yesterday, it's now official, actually as of two days ago, but whatever. It's official. We are now a part of the Big Banter Network. Now, what is the Big Banter Network, you may be asking? The Big Banter Network is a essentially a conglomerate media company that is covering all Big Ten sports. So the goal of the Big Banter Network is to have sport and school-specific podcasts for both men's college basketball and college football. We are now the official podcast for Ohio State men's basketball on the Big Banter Network. So give them a follow on Twitter. I'll talk more about that later on every show. Nothing really changes every show. I'll I'll say this show is, is presented by Big Banter Network and all those types of things, and that's exciting, of course, Not much is going to change. But the more you follow, the more you listen, the more you subscribe, that is the currency in media, is subscribers. And you all do a great job of subscribing. Numbers always go up. By the way, we were a top 100 basketball podcast in all of the United States a few moons ago. That's pretty cool, right? So you all are doing a great job of subscribing, listening, sharing the show, I appreciate all the love, and we're going to keep going. This is the first step in a very long journey and many steps, but I appreciate you for listening right now to my little banter myself, my rambling, and hearing how the pod has grown already. So thank you for helping us get to this point. Please continue to share the show and be a part of something special. So excited to share that. That's all we've got for today's show. It's been fun to talk and great Ohio State jersey numbers because it's freaking June and there's not much else to do. 
But again, tomorrow is only a day away. We're stepping into July. By the time July 4th is done, we'll have the All-Star Game, the MLB. Trade deadline will be over. Training camp starts. The NFL, college football begins. And then right around the corner, it always sneaks up on you because there's so many other things going on in the sports world. College basketball starts. We're getting closer and closer every day. We cannot wait to watch Team 124. Or is it Team 125? I don't even remember. The next version of the Ohio State men's basketball team. I appreciate you listening today. It's been fun as always. I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.